Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight... Uh, Branch and I are here to talk to you about the wonderful start that the Cincinnati Reds have gotten off to in 2022. Branch, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, buddy. How are you doing, man? I hope you're doing well. Doing all right. Doing all right. The family's good. Yeah, everything everything with life is all right. It's just sports that are messed up. <laughs> it's a tough time to be a Reds fan. It really is. So we're recording this on Thursday night, and the Reds just lost again to the Brewers, swept by the Brewers, three and twenty-two on the season. Worst start in franchise history. Is this rock bottom, Branch? Uh, I don't. I don't really think it is. I honestly don't see them winning a game this weekend. Well, they've got the. Pirates and I mean, Royal. they might win one, one the doubleheader, but I don't see them winning a game this weekend. Um, I don't think this is rock bottom, man. I, I think that rock bottom is liable to come after Molly and Castillo are traded, and it's not like either of them have done anything to help with this. I, I, we well, are we we might be a ways away from rock bottom right now. This team was. Very poorly constructed to begin with, but you add in all of the injuries with India back on the the IL. Stevenson yeah. just came off. Vado, Naquin, Sinzel on it. This this team does not have depth. I mean, they started a guy today I had never heard of no. until two days ago. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the crazy thing. Like, I know the Reds farm system really well. Any name worth knowing, I know. I did not know like three players that started for the Reds today. <laughs> I had to look up their stats because I didn't know they were in the system. You know, yeah. and I guarantee you, I'm not the only person that did that. <laughs> no, and it's hard to even put into words how frustrating this is how poorly not just the 25-man roster or 26-man roster, I'm sorry, is constructed, the 40-man roster. There are only, with all the injuries, there are only two players left at Louisville in AAA on the 40-man roster. Both are pitchers. If another position player gets hurt, what the hell are they going to do? Mm. Who gets DFA'd so they can bring somebody up? Oh, no, I mean, Matt McLean becomes our Juan Soto. I mean, I don't know. Because but we don't want to see him get, like, voted that quickly. Because Aristides Aquino was DFA. But it's, it's kind of ironic that we've always bitched about them not promoting people. <laughs> but, hell, they might just they might have to. They have to promote Matt McLean. They might have to. And he's, he's seeing professional pitching. Or MLB-level pitching. 
then make him look like shit because they'll carve him up quick. I'm sure. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he. This is his first taste of double A, and he's had I mean, he's had great success. But oh god, yeah. I mean, it might come down to him being on the roster at some point this year if these injuries just keep going. I mean. Vado and Naquin and Senzel are on the COVID IL, so they should, knock on wood, should be back relatively soon. India hurt his hamstring again. He could be out for weeks. Yeah, and on that, you know, honestly, if I'm the Reds, like medical staff, I'm saying, oh, no, he needs like four weeks to recover. Oh, there is no need to rush him back. Like, into me, but there is no don't fucking hurt it and it, it, do no harm like the the whatever the doctor's oath is do no harm yeah hippocratic oath there yeah. is you're not playing anything at all do not yeah. hurt any of the people that are actually might be your future because i hate to, I hate to break it to anybody in the red front office who might have some hope there's no hope this year <laughs> You piss that away. There's no hope. It's over. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it, it's so goddamn. Twenty twenty two. Try that again. Twenty twenty two is hey, over. Phil Castellini, we had faith in you. It's over. Yeah, it's May. over. Done. This season is over. Done. Gone. So, yeah, we all might still complain about you know, look at this lineup or how many losses in a row is that now? But at this point, it doesn't matter. Now, one of the national um, narratives that has come out of this is that the Reds are tanking, which, of course, everybody knows the Reds are tanking. They're doing a horrible they job are, at but it. They did, but they are, but they did. That's the most annoying thing. They decided to tank, and then they decided to spend. It, yeah. It what was the like, fuck? If you're going to tank, tank. Just goddamn tank already. If you're going to spend, spend. But this one foot in each bucket thing. You went from 143 million to 134 after fucking tax bullshit. You basically saved Nick Cassianis's salary. That's it. That's it. Because you signed FAM. If you're going to tank, goddamn tank. Right. So, like. You know, we know we we all all know you you start at a hundred million dollars. That's what you have. Then go below that and save the fifteen million fucking dollars. Yeah, if that's your goal is to align payroll to resources and uh, you know cut payroll, do it then. What that tells me is the payroll as it is now is their resources. And you could have had a competitive team at where they are now. All you had to do, not trade Winker and and uh, Senzel, Senzel, sorry, Suarez, and then keep either Sonny Gray or try to re-sign Nick Castellanos. That's, that's right about where you are now. And Do you think they're so scared of not being able to sell tickets? Because it's it's obvious what the Reds did. I think the Reds it, base 
zero on ticket sales. Period. That is the budget for whatever their payroll is. Is ticket sales. I think in all the TV and everything else that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, you know. I think in spring and, training. And do, do you think that they they they're they're like okay, we have to maintain a decent ticket level to be able to maybe afford something in the future because their business plan is we base everything on ticket sales. Well, I think in spring training, the reason they made the trade for minor and they signed fam was they were worried about ticket sales that they thought this would be like, Oh, okay. They're actually kind of trying, but two things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Two things happened. One, you pissed a lot of people off when you gave away Jesse Winker just to get just a dump salary of Suarez. And two, the home opening day when Phil Castellini stuck every foot in the tri-state in his mouth. That oh, damn. His, his comments killed ticket sales for the rest for the whole season. And I don't know if they realized that. Yeah. They probably will when they start getting gates that are under 9,000. Because the season ticket holder base is probably around 8,000, maybe 8,500, something like that. It used to be closer to 15,000. Yeah. But <laughs> you're going to start seeing, I mean, just nobody at these games, especially if this the, the way they're losing right now is comical. They can't even catch pop-ups. Uh, yeah, they're not they're not losing one run games. No, they are. It's like they're not even competitive. I mean, today in the game today, they jump out to a three nothing lead, and what was it? Ten to four, ten to five was the final. Yeah, uh, it's ten to five. Yeah, so that's where where I say is this rock bottom. I don't know if we've reached rock bottom yet, like you're saying. Because I don't, I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Because where's the? I hate to say it. Where's the hope? There's nobody to come fix this. Yeah. There is. They're not. But gonna, to be positive about it. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. The main thing to be positive about is. Red's ownership 100% knows we're pissed off. I am not 100, I, I'm not positive that this is not just the first year that they've ever felt that we were pissed off as fans. No. But we are pissed off and they know it. It's... And, you know, thanks to Chad, mm-hmm. That's thanks to everything that went on, they know we're are fucking mad for the first time ever. And their initial reaction to it was abysmal. But they know we're fucking goddamn mad. They went, you know, this ownership group, ownership, ownership group went 15 years ownership. without any legitimate criticism. I mean, they got a little bit of heat here and there. Baker. And yep. got no criticism. Yeah. But. Dusty motherfucking. And got no, no criticism. 
But as soon as that billboard yes, he's went going up, to the goddamn Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, he's going to Hall of Fame. Yeah. Period. But, he's going to the Hall of Fame as a manager. And they got no criticism. But as soon as, as soon as Chad Dotson and the Riverfront put that billboard up along with the hashtag, it's like they it's like the ownership group was offended. Like, how dare you question us? And yeah. then and then Phil Castellini's comments. I'm totally I'm totally different. I donated to that. I gave to that. I have the shirt. <laughs> and I'm I'm 100% proud of donating to that. So, if you want to be one of those people that are like, can't believe you want to spend the money on something better. Fuck you. This is my hobby. Well, and this is what I did. One, mind your business, people. <laughs> but two, <laughs> That billboard had an effect. It had a bigger effect than any yeah, other yeah. fan protest in this in Cincinnati in my entire lifetime. I mean, there were people that did the you know the bags on the heads at Bengals games and all that. That you know that never solved anything. But that billboard, the hashtag sell the team Bob, and then when those people at the Reds game wore the bags and. Stadium officials came down and, or Reds officials, I should say, came down and told them, take them off, you're getting kicked out while they're being interviewed on TV. <laughs> it's like this team has no public relations sense in baseball operations. Social media team is great, but they aren't the ones making you know decisions. What, you know what? <laughs> Rich yeah. people have a really good thing going. Well, they don't get told no. Right. Yeah. I've been told no my goddamn life. I've been told no, I can't graduate from high school because I'm a dumb hillbilly. I've been told no, I can't graduate from college because I'm a dumb hillbilly. I've been told no, I can't get a master's degree because I'm a dumb hillbilly. I've been told no, I can't become an engineer in wireless because I'm a dumb goddamn hillbilly. You know what I never got? damn did is listen any fucking buddy ever told me I was fucking no right because you've heard that because I've heard that over and over you know what Bill Castellini has never goddamn heard no no he's never heard no when he says I want to turn what used to be the press box into a bar and call it the press box. Every goddamn person around him went, I feel that's a brilliant idea. Oh my God. That's the most amazing idea. You're so wonderful. And sucked his cock off to tell him he was so goddamn wonderful to put another goddamn high fucking money press box in where the press box used to be. And move the riders down the goddamn side of the field. Because, you know why nobody said that? It's because he's the goddamn owner's son. Yep. These That was a horrible idea. Get the fucking riders a place to actually see the goddamn game. Instead of moving them. But no, you could sell a couple more goddamn sweets. You fucking piece of shit, Bill Castle. Yeah, how's God that, work? how's that working I'd out like for him? Fucking smack him <laughs> how's that working out for him right now? Uh, you know, well, they 
probably sold more fucking sweet time. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, Kroger's probably got dudes in there jerking each other off every day. I don't know. Well, that would be a sight. But um, we saw a glimpse during the Padres series of what the attendance is going to be in the dog days of summer where it's 90 degrees. People aren't going to go to a game to watch a team that at that point is probably going to be about 40 games under 500, if not more. You're talking about maybe 8,000, like I said, 8,000, 8,500, 9,000 people at these games. And like you said earlier, the Reds have said ticket sales is what pays the pays the salary for this yeah. team. So that's, what's it going to look like? That's what they base their salary on is ticket. So what this tells me is next year they're going to use this as an excuse to dump salary even more. So they'll be like, well, nobody came to the games last year. We, we've we got to cut payroll I mean, because all they have to money. do is go to the bank in Cincinnati and they will give them the loan all to cover the, payroll. All they had to do was have a plan and present it to the fans. They do not have a plan. They might say they do. No. There is no plan. Because if there was a plan, it's changed four times in the last four years. There is no plan. They have no fucking clue what they're doing in the front office in terms of ownership, COO, CEO, whatever you want to call. They have no clue what to do. And... Three and twenty-two is the result of that. This whole thing just—it's—it's it, it, so frustrating. What they're doing? So, oh my god! What they're doing is losing generational fans because three and twenty-two. Yeah, that's awful. But you look at the state of the roster. You look at the state of the forty-man. You look at what we just said about ticket sales and revenue and salary. You're looking at three more years of this. If this is the way they're going to go. Because you want to draft and develop. That's what, okay. You've got a couple of guys in the minors, double A and below, that would be legitimate call-ups in a couple of years. But you've got nothing at Louisville. I mean, nothing other than Graham Ashcraft. <laughs> the rebuild is at least three years at this point, if you're going to rebuild. Why didn't they rebuild three years ago? When they had the chance to trade guys at their peak value. They yeah, they could have traded any of Suarez three years ago for a lot of, lot of stuff. And instead, they kick the can down the road, and whenever they decide to implement they a rebuilding plan, on, they held on too long in 2015 All Star game. You know, I mean that, that's oh, been haunting yeah. this team forever. There was no excuse to not trade Aroldis Chapman and Todd Frazier, Johnny Cueto, 
there is at that a deadline. single person from that entire rebuild still on this team. Because it was failed. It was a failed Not a rebuild. So, so it was failed. It was a failed and, rebuild. And, and, and you know what? It would make me feel better if they would just come out and go, we fucked up. But we fucked up so bad. But they're rich, and nobody ever tells them when they fuck up. Like you were saying, if you've never been told no, you've never been told you've done something wrong either. You've done something wrong, yeah. You know, you don't you just don't know. You know. And and Phil Castellini, if you happen to listen to this podcast while you are schmucking it up at whatever used car dealership you decide to do cocaine with those guys that night with. <laughs> You fucked this up. This is you. This is you and your dad fucking this up. This is not everybody else. This is you. And if you want to talk about it, I'll talk about it with you, but I'm going to kick your ass, too. <laughs> the red flag was when Dick Williams quit. Everybody should have known Yep. that there was something seriously wrong here. And he got I, told he had to sell. He, he said, fuck this f- from, I mean, I obviously don't have any like insider information, but to me, he probably came up with a plan, took it to them and they said, no, no, that's going to cost too much money. Yep. And so he was just like, I, don't even, I think he got, he had to dump, dump basically what this, or uh, uh, Iggy's and what was the other reliever they let go? Uh, Iglesias and at that time, Bradley. Uh, Archie Bradley. And then Bradley, he got told he had to he had to at least let go of whatever Iglesias and Bradley's salary was, and he went fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, you're not even giving me a chance. And a lot of the guys that he brought into the minor league system, like Kyle Bodie, now they're gone because yep. it was Dick Williams that brought them in. Dick Williams, for yep. you know, all of the talk of you know, oh well, he is one of the minority owner sons. Okay, I understand, you know, nepotism, especially when it comes to Phil Castellini. But Dick Williams, it seemed like God. had a plan, and he wasn't allowed to implement it. He. You know, and, and Nick Crawl is going to do what Nick Crawl has to do. Nick Crawl is a fucking sewer rat that's going to get fed wherever he can get fed. Nick and Kroll. I ain't saying the dude's a bad guy by saying that, but that's what he is. He's, he's just a goddamn sewer rat. He's a he puppet. He the Cleveland system. He's just a fucking puppet. Yep. I mean... He he has he, he has not done any one one fucking thing that anybody can point to to go like this guy's a great baseball mind. You know, if you point to one goddamn thing, then feel free to prove me wrong. But you're not going to be able to. It's like, yeah, he's he, he's very much like David Bell. He's yeah, well, he's just what he is. You know, he's like he's he's a guy in baseball. But that doesn't mean he's good at his goddamn job. He is good at what the that the Castellanis want from him is do what you're told 
and then yeah. try to take the blame for it. When they walk in on random Tuesday and say, cut $13 million, he cuts it that goddamn day. Yeah. He doesn't wait. He doesn't try to get the best prospects. He just does it. And, yeah, he he's also very bad at speaking and trying to – he's very bad at trying to spin the turd sandwich that is presented to the fans. He's not Phil Castellini in terms of being standoffish and basically, you know, flipping double birds at the fans. But he he's a patsy. He's a pawn. He's a stooge. Like you said, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure if he was given the opportunity, he might even be able to do a halfway decent job. But he's doing what he's told. So when people say fire Nick yep. Crawl, fire David Bell. Nothing's going to change if you fire either of those guys. Nope. Are, are you telling me if you bring in... And I honestly be pissed if they... Yeah, the, if they fire them, that's just, you know, making a scapegoat for ownership. Because... If you are a viable GM of 30, 30 teams in the MLB... What is going to make you come to Cincinnati right now? Not with this dumpster fire. I don't think they can. And let's say you bring in a new manager. What is, if you put a different manager from day one of this season? Were they going to be four and twenty-one instead of three and twenty-two? Well, Mo, Mo Eger made this point this week on on just his normal radio show. That the Reds actually did Dusty a favor. Oh yeah, by firing, and I actually agree with that by quite, quite a bit. Um, because I mean, he wasn't going to have shit to deal with. You know, I mean, Dusty would have made every team that they had while he was under it a little bit better than what what they had. But you know what's manager worth like four or five wins yeah if, if you know du- that's pretty much where i always if dusty baker's manager a whole lot dusty baker's manages this team they might be five and 20 this roster is that bad yeah i mean yeah dusty baker can't sprinkle fairy dust but on it, colin moran i'm happy for dusty getting that. yeah i mean he went to a good team in the astros and what do you know they're winning yeah but fucking trash throws, goddamn cheaters. Yeah, they got off. Said they do COVID saved them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ain't nobody more happy than co- for COVID than fucking Astros fans. I swear to God, they must be praying right down there, Toronto. So now that we've talked about just how awful it is, what? Outside of ownership doing a 180, based on what the Reds have on their roster and in the minors, what is the solution to at least be somewhat better the rest of the season? Not fuck up that Daytona team is there, or Dayton team is right there right now. That is a strong ass team. 
they need to not fuck it up. I've been waiting a long time on the Reds to have a um, a minor league system that actually won something. Well, the Dayton Dragons right now are the best team in the minors. They're really good. Now, but but with that comes Daytona and Louisville, who suck ass. Chattanooga's doing really well too, but but Louisville and 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 Daytona are sucking ass. So there is a window coming. Now, whether they're 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 like pro level winners or not, I don't know. But I do know that the Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Rays farm systems always fucking win, and they always produce. Yep. I mean, at the end of the season, every year you look at their their systems, and they they've won more than every fucking buddy else. And then they also always produce. It's as soon as they trade somebody, they've got somebody, they've got somebody to replace them. Yep. They traded Adamas last year. Oh, let's just bring up the number one prospect in baseball in Wander Franco and replace him. They deal all of their guys when they start getting expensive. And you know what? They're almost always competing for the playoffs. They haven't won it yet, so I don't know. Yep. I mean, some bad luck there, but. But they won't spend on free agency to get them over the hump. But, you know. They they will spend here still, and there. Better than, better than three and two, right? Oh, yeah. So they have, a, but the thing is, they have a plan. Draft and scout, scouting and drafting, drafting and scouting. That's their plan. You draft well, you sign international free agents that are worth a damn. You don't waste six million dollars or whatever it ended up being on Alfredo Rodriguez, who everybody knew wasn't going to hit. And what do you know? They're competitive every year, even though they're trading people every year. I don't know. It's just frustrating when you can see how. The Reds could do it. They just refuse to even try. Because they got an owner that, that tries to like think he can micro sales and bobblehead sales and you know I just it's just all kinds of dumb shit. I mean that they do that's just it just hurts the baseball operations side of it. You know, I keep on going back to I will never trade Billy Hamilton. Six months later, you motherfuckers gave him away to waivers. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I can't, you can't be that goddamn inconsistent and, and try to win anything. You just can't. No. And it's not the player's fault. No. It's sad. It's just, it's, honestly, it's hard to podcast about. <laughs> yeah. It is. So, we did have some listener questions. Um, I, I asked oh, people, thank God. 
I ask people to use the hashtag all fills are horrible. Uh, I wanted to be a lot more positive than this, but it's hard to be positive right now. There is literally nothing positive about this team right now. So, um, we have a few questions here, a bunch from Bill. We'll ask a couple of his because he asked like seven. Um, which Cincinnati, okay. which Cincinnati red well, team? He's the fucking coolest goddamn hill bit, you know. <laughs> which Cincinnati red in team history most resembles Coop's body shape? Uh, Jumbo Diaz. Thank you. Um, there you go. Let's see. Um, which retired Cincinnati red is most deserving of having an autobiography published or a biography? I'd say Eric Davis, mm. because because uh, one he's a bad motherfucker. Corky would be fun. Corky would be fun. Corky would be fun. Uh, let's see. And I'm just saying that because Corky's been a friend of the podcast, and Corky told some good stories behind the scenes. Yes, Corky was good. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm saying that. <laughs> Buckeye State Sports asks, hashtag all feels are horrible. What will be the highest attended game the rest of the season and how many people? Um, Probably one of the bobblehead nights. I think they're going to do a Star Ooh, Wars when, theme when, when... When is the... the when it, well, they got the, they got the Vado Star Wars theme yeah. coming up. But then when is the Pete Rose bobblehead? Oh, I'm not sure. One of those games, though, will be the highest attended. Whenever... The- and it'll probably be about thirty thousand. Take out for what it's worth. Probably about thirty thousand. Yeah, take you just take out for what it's worth, but that's what it'll be. Well, they'll do a Pete bobblehead. Yeah, fight it first or something. Joshua has a couple questions here. Hashtag are all fills are horrible. Um, do you think the pitch clock makes it to MLB next year? The way it's going in the minors, yes. yes. I've seen studies where they've seen something like 20 minutes are being cut off of games. And Yes. I, It will make it, and it will be, yeah. I don't really, I don't know how much I agree with it, because I don't know. It doesn't matter how long a game takes to me as long as it's entertaining. But. I think it's one of those things that, like, will notice it for like the first two days and then not never notice it again well that depends because i did see some video where a, a batter stepped out of the box after a pitch oh yeah oh, as soon as it decides a game that's gonna yeah. be news and then the ump automatically the called a strike part it won't matter automatically called a strike which struck him yeah. out and ended the inning yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah as long as that kind of yeah. crap doesn't happen. as soon as it oh, as soon as it decides a game it's gonna be huge but yeah, and that's just because umpires are dumbasses. So you know, <laughs> and and yeah, it'll just it'll it'll just take about six months for MLB to get the umpires under their uh, thumbs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna put on mute because my dogs want to kill. That's fine. <laughs> um. So his next question was: If you haven't already done so, do you plan on going to JB? this year to support your Cincinnati Reds. Now, I know you've already been to, you were at the opening day. I'm still debating tomorrow night going to the game 
because of the next topic that we're going to talk about the truck bed shitter. There is a guy <laughs> on Reddit who claims that in the fourth inning of tomorrow night's game against the Pirates, he's going to climb into the Toyota t- Tundra that's in center field that's placed there by a crane because of where it's located on top of, I think it's a, a elevator shaft that's on top of, but he claims that in the fourth inning tomorrow night, he's going to go up, climb up into the truck and take a shit. Now, while I really hope that that's true, that's probably not going to happen. But anyway, this has been getting national coverage, not just us dipshits on Twitter or Reddit or anywhere. Um, there's been national podcasts like John Boy's podcast and I think a, a Barstool Park podcast and their websites and Twitter who have amplified this story. So you know the Reds are aware that this is out there. My question is, are the Reds gullible enough that they will increase security and put a security guard underneath the truck tomorrow night? Even knowing that this is 99.999% chance that this was all just a joke and never going to happen. Will the Reds increase security just in the off chance somebody takes a dump in their truck? I don't give a fuck because I'm parachuting in and I'm going to get that to the other man. <laughs> <laughs> if they can stop me from dropping in, then okay. Now that's the only. But I'm coming, I'm coming in, I'm coming in, I'm coming in, pants down, ass out. That's the only. I'm hoping the winds are going to be. That's the only game I've even considering going to at this point this year. Just, just in the, just in the off chance that this guy actually tries it. Now I had a Twitter thread uh, earlier this week or last week, something like that, where I tried to give some pointers and some tips to the person who's wanting to shit in the truck. The, the gate is pretty tall. So you've got to be limber enough to climb that gate because there's not a lot of footholds. And if the Reds are aware and if they increase security, you're going to have to have a distraction. You have to have friends with you who can create some kind of fake ruckus somewhere to where you lose the attention on the truck to climb up in there. Also, you got to have bowel control. You can't be straining yourself trying to climb up that gate and lose control and shit your pants. And you need to have it documented. Now, I'm not saying, you know, camera right there at ass level, watch the turds come out. I'm saying document, documented proof that you climbed up there and you shot in the truck. And then you'll be a legend. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think anybody actually took this guy seriously, but I'm hoping that somebody with their reds are like, oh, dear God, they're going to shit in the truck. And they put a security guard out it there. Needs to happen. <laughs> but, you asked earlier what would be rock bottom, and rock bottom is actually that actually taking place. 
if some dude shits in that truck and it goes national, yes, that is rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Because that would be the most interesting thing that would happen <laughs> at that stadium all year. The poetic justice in it is just beautiful. I mean, you've had you've had the billboard, you've had the T-shirts, the bags on the heads, the hashtag, the the banner that somebody flew, paid a plane to fly a banner around before a game, uh, telling them to sell the team. But if you got somebody shit in the truck, everybody in the stadium can see. That would be just chef's kiss. Rock bottom. Yes. All calls by Phil Castellini. Sam and my dogs. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of fucking dogs. Yeah, it happens. So, actually, I think that's gonna. You got any more uh, thoughts on the truck bed shitter before we transition? No. We, we, are you gonna address Ram's question? Um. Yeah, that was gonna be next, and I actually can't find it. Do you have? Okay. It? I don't have it, but. I understand the gist of it. All right, yeah, go ahead then and say the gist of it because I can't remember. It, 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 it's some snarkiness towards Hunter Green and like, you know, is he going to suck? Does he, he suck? No, he doesn't. Um, Kyle Bodie put out a very good thread on it. Uh, you know, for Hunter, it's going to take some time in the majors to grow. And to get to where he doesn't give up the long ball quite so easy. Because in the minors, the competition just wasn't there. And he could just he, he could just dominate. And those games were not necessarily made to like, hey, we're going to work on Hunter Green. Those games were made to win. And they did whatever they needed to do to win. And it's not like he threw his change up you know, 85 times a game just because they, they wanted to work on a changeup. That's not how it works. Those are, the win-loss records still does count. And that was that was very interesting um, coming from Bodie. Um, Hunter's going to be fine. He just – the big thing to worry about with Hunter Green is we really want to see at least 130 innings out of him this year. Other than that, don't worry about anything else. Well, I, I'm not worried about him right at this moment. At this moment, he, he's what made what five starts in his major league career. Five starts. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm willing like to. I mean, this this season's a wash anyway. I'm willing to give him the whole season of getting lit up if it if it gets him better. Now, a couple of the couple of things that are worrisome are he did have a dip in his velocity for a couple of games. He was back at... I think that was dead on. And very well could be. He was touching 100 again today. Now, he was touching 100, and then those balls were touching the seats as they were flying out of the stadium, but he was touching 100 again today. <laughs> two and two-thirds innings, seven strikeouts, five home runs. Heck of a line today. Those are hard numbers to get. I mean, really, that's hard. He's got the talent. He just needs the time. I am not worried about Hunter Green. Yeah, he needs the time. He needs to learn how to throw up in the zone. He's not 
not controlling his fastball that wonderfully. I Me mean, personally, I think he needs to drop to a two-seamer a little bit more and maybe drop the, the speed comes down. And maybe that was what we're seeing instead on was him trying to throw a two-seamer more. Because the four-seamer has no break whatsoever. Yeah. He needs to develop an And it seems like he has a hard time going up. He has a hard time getting that, that, that pitch up in the zone. Can and you, he needs to be able to throw that up in the zone in order to induce the ground balls that it's going to induce. Imagine Hunter Green throwing a 100-mile-an-hour two-seamer. Now, Derek Johnson is not going to keep it in the zone. Yeah. Derek Johnson's not going to take any advice from me, but... Yeah. My advice would be maybe in some bullpens and or fuck it. Win in a game. You're already three and twenty two. Teach him how to throw a two seamer. And like you said, if he can't put it in the zone, then that's well, a whole different story. There's something Cowboy says all the time as a pitcher. And I kinda agree with him. Is you spend all this time through the minor leagues and you listen to your coaches. And sometimes they lead you down bad paths. Sometimes they don't. But you know what got you to get in the minor leagues. And you know what got you to, to, to be progressing. So, even though you know that you probably should, like, maybe try something a little different, backing away from what's always worked is hard. And, you know, Hunter's going to go through this, you know, and and he's going to have to go through it on the major league level because nobody can touch a shit in triple A. Well, yeah, I mean, so he's going to have to go through this on the major league level and let's just let him go through it. You know, it's going to happen. He'll be all right. I mean, you're Max right. Scherzer wasn't Max Scherzer until he was five years in. When Max Scherzer were... sucked dick <laughs> five goddamn years, and then he turned it on. Now he's fucking Max Scherzer. Yeah, now he's a hall yeah. famer. But that's the kind of talent that Hunter Green is. You so just got to develop chill. it. Just got to develop. I mean, he's yeah. what 22, 23? Give him a couple years. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, this year is a wash already. Let him develop his pitches develop his pitching style at the big league level. Um, it's a lot different than guarantee if, you in years three more pitches. Yeah, it's that a whole, we, that we don't even know he's working on, right? It's a whole lot different than um like if you were to bring up Matt McLean right now and get him overpowered by the severe jump in pitchers. Yeah. yeah. Hunter Green is experiencing the my 100-mile-an-hour fastball in the minors blew this guy away. But up here, it's getting hit 450 feet. That's yep. the biggest hump he's got to get over is, okay, every, like you were just saying, everything I've done to this point has worked. Now I need to make the adjustment. And I have yep. full confidence in him that he can make the adjustment. Just give him some time. And it's going to take time. It's going to take time. I mean, if if he's going to learn a new pitch. He, I mean, he needs two more pitches. Yeah. I, I'm not. A lot of people say he needs one more pitch. I Honestly, he needs two more pitches. And you don't just pick those. And is he athletic to, to, to get two more pitches? Yes. This isn't Tony fucking Signani we're talking about. Yeah. I mean. You know. 
And it's not like you can just say, okay, I'm going to throw this new pitch now and it's going to be great. But you got to work on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to work on that shit and learn how to control it. It takes yeah. forever. So, yeah, I'm not. Now, as an old catcher, if, if, if a guy came to me and said, I'm, I, I just learned to curveball this week, I can guarantee you I was not going to let him throw that in that goddamn game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I've got to see it in a fucking bullpen, and right, we've got to have to have some time to work on it because, well, you know, first thing I know, he's going to throw it to the goddamn top of the backstop. You know, wait a minute, breaking news. Hang on. Oh, breaking news! I love breaking it. news. Late breaking news. Wait for it. Is he going to answer? What is it, Kim? Chad Dotson, are you there? Oh, oh, we got the Chad man. Maybe. Can you hear me? Oh, we got you. Hell yeah. What's going on, man? I, I'm not sure why I'm here. Hey, hey, I don't know why you're here, too. I mean, did you get done recording your podcast early? We did. We finished, and I was bored, and so I wanted to come on the best. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Chad. You are now in the presence. Oh, You're now in the presence of tens of listeners that listen to this podcast. Well, yeah. You're, you're in the presence of listeners that just listen for the cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I made it to the big leagues. Now. We were you missed blowing smoke up your ass earlier when we were talking about the billboard again. Um, yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, <didn't he? laughs> well, thank you. I'll listen. I promise. When this goes live. <laughs> what, what can Chad? I'm going to ask you this. What can Phil Castellini do now to even begin to repair the relationship with the fans? Other than quitting. <laughs> the truth is, I think quitting might be the only way. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, think about this, a, a public resignation and, you know, maybe like a Game of Thrones, he has to walk, he has to walk down Vine Street. You the know, Walk like of naked. Atonement. <laughs> shame. 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 I would shame. be there. I would be there for the Walk of Atonement. <laughs> Okay, well, like, Chad, we, you kind of addressed this on, you know, tweet or whatever not too long ago, and I and I even like, was like, okay, here's what he needs to do. Phil needs to come out and go, I'm stepping down as COO. This person is taking over as COO. That new person needs to say, we are responsible for the advertisement and the... Uh, um, uh, marketing of the team we put on the field. We in no way have anything to say about the team that is put on the field that is left up to baseball people, and we are going to stay out of their way. We understand that we have screwed this up for over 16 years, and we are trying to do our best to bring, bring winning baseball back to you. That's the only way they can actually... Do it. 
I don't even know if they can do that. As long as they're going to meddle and interfere, you can't trust nothing, you know? I mean, honestly, that's really the only way that the Castellanis could... I mean, they're not self-aware enough to understand this. No. But (laughs) that's the only way they could repair this relationship is to to literally say, I'm I'm Phil Castellani sitting down. Bob Castellani is just going to continue to fade into the background. We are... They're hiring baseball people. That means getting rid of Nick Crawl and hiring actual baseball people, and we're yep. stepping away. And if they did that, I wouldn't believe them. But if they actually did it, <laughs> eventually I would have to say, okay, that's the right that's the right decision, and that's the only way to repair this thing. It's beyond it's beyond repair. Yeah. Drastic uh, measures, and that, that's it. That's I agree one hundred percent. That's it. I mean, they're in danger. Yeah, of losing. It, it, it's beyond it's beyond terrible. It's- they're in danger of losing generations of fans with their actions right now. I mean, there are people walking away. There are people walking away that their kids would have been fans if they didn't walk away. They, I mean, there's got to be somebody. Dude, my kids, my kids were, were born to be Reds fans. There is, there is no more propaganda I could have put on them <laughs> to make them bigger Reds fans. <laughs> they, 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 they had onesies that were Reds onesies. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no way to brainwash anybody into being a fan more than what I did to my children. <laughs> and then the president and says, like, where are you going to go? The Reds suck that. I don't care. And they... And you know, I mean, we're talking about a 24-year-old and a 19-year-old. They're just like, if they start winning, I will pay attention, I guess. There were uh, 20,000. Hey, that's where they're at. There were 20,000 people watching FC Cincinnati on one, a couple, was it last night or the night before? They found somewhere to go. I wardrobe was red stuff growing up, you know? I mean, it's not like, it's not like I didn't really, like, Push the propaganda towards them. Chad, what was it like oh, being? Listen, I, I... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what was it like being called an idiot by uh, Bill Cunningham on his radio show? I would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it. Honestly, the highlight of my life. I mean, let's be honest. I would I still finally arrived. I would still be. I would still have that shitting grin on my face from that if. I get called. I mean, I did have, <laughs> I did have Paul Dockery reference me in a couple of his daily lines once, but he didn't give anybody else the context. You had to have known it. But the <laughs> be called. I could just get blocked by Bill Cunningham. I'd be, I'm, I'm the shit. Talking to the know. owner of the team and saying the idiot that put the billboard up. I was I couldn't have been more proud of you than at that moment, Chad. I deleted my current resume, and that's all that it says on my resume now. <laughs> Call he called him, me an idiot. Called an idiot on <laughs> on the Reds Radio Network. Uh, it's so exactly. It, it, listen, it, it's so funny. I mean, it's not really funny because we've been obsessed with the Reds for all these years. But you know, the fact, the way that all this is kind of like coalesced. It's 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 funny in, in in some ways, you know. I mean, we did the dumb billboard, and it was supposed to be just a thing to just 
I don't know. We had no expectations that were going to be any, you know, it was going to get anywhere. But then Phil took the bait. And then the Reds started off with this historically bad start. And so now the truth is there's actually a real movement here. And I can't take any credit but because, I, you know, we had these these other things, the Reds playing bad and, and Castellani saying dumb things. But it's a real, real movement. It's it's the one chance maybe in our lifetime to maybe kind of, you know, save some of these lost this lost generation. I, I'm not that optimistic to think that we actually can, but it's been fun to watch the – fans kind of finally rise up and uh, I don't know I'm getting a kick out of I'm actually I don't want the Reds to lose but when they do it makes our case a little stronger if that makes any sense oh they've (laughs) they've made their case as strong as possible of what idiots they are in terms I'm talking the Castellanis with the moves that were made this offseason the words that came out of his mouth the the having their media patsies, a couple of writers write, you know, do you really want the Reds to move if you sell the team, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's just a false narrative. And then combine that with the three and 22. The only the only thing that will be better is if the truck bed shitter does his job. Oh, please. <laughs> I am begging for that to be true. I am begging that the Reds would. <laughs> At least an attempt. I want to see that the Reds put security at the base of that uh, platform that the truck is on, just to say, I can't believe we have to take this seriously. But somebody might shit in this truck. That's what we said on our show tonight. Was I, I'm not encouraging anyone to go to the Reds game without a, a bag on their head. But if you do. Be out there in the fourth inning. I want to see pictures. I want to see yes. the actually trying to have security out there because then that's just, you know, that's, it, it, nothing would be better than if the Reds are responding to Reddit threads. I love it. I, I, I said to Branch earlier before you And joined, I will say this. Oh, I was saying, I, I said to Branch before you joined that this is the only game that I'm even considering going to is tomorrow night. Right. Just yeah. for the slim possibility, this is, might be true. <laughs> Someone, please. I'm, parach- I'm parachuting in. I'm just hoping the white cats will kick in at the right time. Take a picture of me defecating in the tundra. That's literally what it's <laughs> like. This is where we are as Reds fans. I, I want. Somebody needs to. All the photographers that sit down by the uh, dugouts. Somebody's got a hand photo lens. In the fourth inning, when this is supposed to happen, train that telephoto lens on the on the tundra, and just snap away. And this whole this whole thing, and, and and Ram would be upset if we didn't know whether the guy was circumcised. Or- yes, shout out to Ram and Uncle Ram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to be able I to. I tell- think that might have been Ram. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I don't know if Ram could climb up there. <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, he's in, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I mean, he's in better shape than I am, but I don't. You're gonna have to be a spry guy to get up there because. That, but at the end of the day, if if Ram doesn't know whether the guy that took a dump in the back of the Toyota was circumcised or not, it'd be a failure on Ram's part. Yeah, that would be, be what, mad about it. That would be what Ram would. 
investigate, not who the pooper was. Yeah, like, he, okay, I, I, none of it counts. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you didn't know we were going to be talking about circumcisions when you jumped on oh, that, Chad. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Chad, I know you just recorded tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts on 3 and 22? I, I hate to say it, but I'm having fun with it. <laughs> uh, you know. I am too, Chad. I'm like I like rooting for like 102 losses. I swear to God. In a weird way, I'm rooting for 102 losses. I mean, I don't want I don't want a 95 loss team because that's just boring. But 102 or 121, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's let's 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 go. You're gonna go. I'm actually, you know, I'm 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 rooting for it. Wow. Not. <laughs> I mean, because because like, can you imagine the the owners at the winter meetings? It's like, yo, that's like, you know, we can try to pretend like we're trying to just like, like you know, we make all this money, but you gotta do better than that. <laughs> I mean, because the rest of the owners are got they've got to tell the cast ladies that, right? What what I'm looking for? You gotta be better than, than oh my god. <laughs> What what I'm looking forward to is if they if they lose 102 or 105 or 110, I want to see like the week long um, series of uh, uh, think pieces in the Cincinnati Enquirer. <laughs> you can't blame the Castellinis for that. We got it. Oh my god! That's what I want to see. I want. Chad, see- what do you think about the Bass piece today? Oh, the letter from I'm the fans. Gonna, um, it's, it's yeah, I, I read that and I was like, oh my God, this this is as far as the, the Inquirer is going to go. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very, it was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm interested to see who the first scapegoat is. Is it going to be David Bell or Nick Crawl? I don't blame, well, let me preface that. Nick Crawl, and we're talking about this earlier, is a patsy at this point. He's just doing what he's told. David yes. Bell is doing what he can do with a crap sandwich that he's been handed and told to turn into, <laughs> uh, you know, a club sandwich. You could bring the best manager in the world in, and what would they be? Five and twenty, six and nineteen. That talent is that bad on this roster. Yeah, I don't, I don't love David Bell, but oh yeah, you cannot blame any of this on. But yeah. Coop, Coop, can I say can I ask, can I say something here? Really, I mean, if this is what I think you need to you kind of misunderstand the, the fans. But I think you need to enjoy the baseball. I need I think you need to enjoy ignore the amateur criticism of your favorite team. Okay, life's too short. Only only prof- only professional criticism from now on. <laughs> Only professional criticism. <laughs> oh, oh man! What a time to be alive. Now, what's funny is I'm kind of enjoying it. I really am. I mean, today when they went up three and then immediately gave it away, I'm at work and I'm I'm busy doing it and I'm just laughing my ass off. And I'm like, oh my god! Of course they just gave it away. <laughs> 
I also am enjoying. It's our superstar pitcher. Go ahead, Chad. That just gave it away. No, I'm just saying I'm the same way. I don't, I don't want them to lose, but you know, <laughs> when they get up every day, uh, you know, they're gonna get a lead and then blow it on the way to historic, uh, you know, uh, historic, historically bad record. Whatever. I, I'm here to have fun. This is not life and death to me. Um, yes, I know we're amateur criti- critics, but um, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm having a. I'm actually having a good time with this season because of everything all the way around. Phil Castellani and the billboard and all that stuff. I'm, I'm having a blast. This is as much fun as I've had in a red season in uh, you know a long probably since 2012. To be honest with you. Well, and I agree, Chad. And, and yeah, agree that that has a lot to do with Chad because the billboard. We know that ownership is feeling it. Well, think about it. The billboard and, and the that's hashtag. what made the so bad. Feel okay, you know. You had the billboard, the hashtag. Then Phil did his comments. Now you can't find him with a search warrant. That to me is the funniest <laughs> part. Is yes, somebody finally got to him and said, "Phil, shut up. Do not accept any interview requests because you're making it worse." And I don't know. A man, I don't know how he could make it even worse, but he probably would have tried. Yeah. Uh, I, last, last week and, and he was hiding beside a wall as somebody he knew came across the finish line, you know, being there to root him on or whatever. <laughs> he had no Reds gear on or anything. It was kind of like being very shady about <laughs> being out in public. I'm having fun. I'm kind of enjoying all this, but truthfully, the best outcome we could ever get—not even close—the best outcome would if would be if, if Phil just kind of understood. I screwed this up, and he showed up on the Hunt for Reds October podcast and submitted a questions. This would be the highlight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, I would pay actual United States legal tender. For that to happen, just here's a question: How bad? Coming from Coop, hey Phil, how bad did you shit the bed? <laughs> no, I, or I, the tundra. I, yeah. Or the tundra. <laughs> I'd ask him if I cleaned it up. Could I keep keep the tundra? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> do you? I wonder. I wonder if Phil is ever going to give another interview at this point, though. Or is it just going to be very controlled Reds media, like like a like the whole Tommy Thrall kind of you know? His article. ego tells me it will. His his, his ego tells me he will. I don't know. I th- maybe it's hard. It's hard to say, you know, because they have such a they have such a stranglehold on local media. And some of that has been, you know, kind of, you know, over the last couple uh, or few weeks, maybe that string of holds has been, uh, I don't know, TV and uh, everyone else other than the Inquirer has been, uh, you know, not as, uh, well, I don't know what the word is, but the stranglehold has been, it's questionable now, but they've had such a stranglehold and 
I, I think he'll just be quiet for a little while, and then the inquirer will it'll die down, and the inquirer will come to his defense. And uh, um, I don't know. Makes me being cynical. I, I'm not sure there's a there's a, there's a path out. I think they just they're going to make money this year, no matter how many games they lose. And I don't know. I'm I'm just cynical, I guess. Well, they're one and one in twenty in their last twenty-one games. Is that good? It's not bad, right? It could be worse. It could be zero and twenty-one. Barely. <laughs> Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> Branch, you are. Right I there? actually would enjoy if they, if they. Yeah, but it's, it's May and they've won three games. <laughs> Go ahead, Chad. It's, it's May and they've won three fucking games. Let's get to Jan or to June and they've won, won three games. Sign me up. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> it's they... hard to be that bad. If they go an air month without winning a game, that would be amazing. I would love it. Sign me up. Would they would be like something like three and what thirty five, something like that? Thirty six? I can't count. I man, I was told there'd be no math. But that would be <laughs> well, here's the thing. To, to use a, a hunt for as October uh catchphrase. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they didn't lose, if they didn't win any games, I mean, what are we missing out on? You know, they've, they, they've been, even when they were halfway decent in the last 20 years, what did they do? They didn't win a playoff series. There weren't any enjoyment out of them. So let's just go all in the other way. Just let's go three and 159, <laughs> and we'll just laugh all the way you know, to the to the end of the season. Can this team win fifty more games? I don't know. To finish what? Fifty three and like ninety nine, is that what that would be? Or no, hundred and nine. <laughs> fifty three to hundred and nine. No, they can't. They they honestly can't right now. And I and I was to think that hundred and two is possible. Hundred two losses. Think, I'm thinking hundred and ten losses is possible. Because <laughs> There is nothing for them to bring up from the miners yeah. that's ready to fix this. At some point, Joe and Mally are both going to pitch good and sneak them into a couple wins. Now, granted, it's going to be against, like, you know, the fucking Cubs or something, but, you know. <laughs> but you got to think India's going to be out weeks. I, I don't care what. David, you can't listen to David Bell when it comes to injuries because he thinks he's an NFL coach. No, he, and, and, ooh, I'm going to get a competitive advantage oh, if I lie. Anything. I think Chad and his podcast addressed this last week. Yeah. When it comes to injuries, do not trust anything the Reds say to you. <laughs> Just you know, whatever. <laughs> so India's your best hitter. They mm. lie. They lie a lot. <laughs> Joey Vado is on the IL. He back at some point, but. He's got to pick it up with, you know, Ty Steve, Ty Steve just came back and he hit a home run today, but the injuries on top of the terrible roster, this has just been a perfect storm of shit. And, you know, Phil and Bob have been reaping 
time to sew. Yeah, perfect perfect storm is the right way to, to describe it. I mean, you know, if if this team got healthy, they're not they're they may lose under games, but I don't know that I would I would bet on it. I mean, if if they're healthy, they're not an awful team. But, you know, Nick Crawl and the Clinties, they were kind of betting on health and you can't do that in big league baseball. They had no. they had no there's no depth here. So it, you know, I mean, are they going to lose 102 games? Well, no. maybe. Are they going to lose 121? You know, beat the 1962 Mets for the worst uh, record ever? Not if they have any kind of reasonable health because there are good players on this roster. But, yeah. you know, again, you can't count on that. And that's what Nick Crawl and company were counting on was complete health. And you're not going to get that. And I don't know. I just... No, I, I wouldn't bet the ranch on not losing hundred games, but um, there's talent here. If they were healthy, that they wouldn't. But again, <laughs> I don't bet on the Reds. Good teams. That's what I'm telling. Good teams. Don't I swear use. to God, I think Wu is Wu is 100 correct. I think Wu was correct in saying that Phil Castellini thinks that that or Bob Castellini, whatever, thinks that 76 wins. Is a successful season. Don't don't ever. And I think that's what they were going. For. Yeah, don't ever say woo is right. Don't listen to woo ever. <laughs> yeah, never. I would love to say woo is horrible and wrong on every fucking thing under the sun because the dude gets on my nerves. <laughs> Gosh damn, is he smart? <laughs> no. <laughs> woo looks like Timothy Oliphant. So. But a He looks like Timothy Oliphant. So. He's got the smolder, and he knows some things. But but I respect what he has to say because he's fucking right way too much. <laughs> Wait a second here, Coop. Have, have you met Wu in real life? Yes, I have. I met him at a Reds game. Like yes. I said, he looks just and like he Timothy. Looks like Timothy he looks like Timothy Oliver. <laughs> that's not a lie. That's that's true. He's never. He's never revealed himself to me, so that uh, that upsets me. I even know his real name. I know his real name, but I know him on a day-to-day basis, and the fucker pisses me off, but he's not <laughs> stupid. I want both of you all to tell him, I want both of you all to tell him that I'm upset that I don't know his, his real name and his real identity, and um, <laughs> I will pass that along. Well, uh, he's, he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> you even had a podcast with him, and he didn't tell you his real name? Well, no, I've invited him on the show, but our our show has this dumb rule that you have to use your real name, and he won't. And I understand he won't do I it. Thought, I thought I thought you did something with him where you all maybe it was an interview with the, the the Cincinnati Magazine. Maybe that was it. Yeah, no, I, I I've talked about him on our on our show, but uh, I don't know. We have this rule, and we decided to keep doing it. You have to use your real name because. Ah, that's but just so you know, he is brilliant. Yes, he's that damn smart. No, he's he he is no. I, for real, woo the Reds. Follow him on Twitter everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. And I can't. And he's that him. much of a prick. He's he's totally that much of a prick. No, he's a prick. Let's know that about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Woo. Shout out. <laughs> oh man. Um, but, uh, go ahead, Chad. 
No, I was going to say, you know, I feel guilty about being, about enjoying this red season so much. Yeah, that's what we talk about on our show. We It'll be a, a live tomorrow, but I feel gu- guilty about enjoying this. But after all the crap the Reds have put us through, you know what? I'm, I, I, I like a lot of these players, and I don't root against them, but I don't know. I'm, ha- I'm having a pretty good time right now. Well, the- maybe, I'm, maybe I've uh, lost my, uh, you know. I uh, am too. I'm actually enjoying them fucking sucking this bad. I enjoy it. The only people I, 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 I don't the only people I feel bad for is the players because they've been put in this situation without their you know input or without any of their doing of dumping payroll, uh, changing course and trying to add payroll with a, another injured pitcher and then Tommy Pham. Uh, The players are just kind of caught in the middle between the fans and ownership. And I'm sure if you talk to the players, you know, out of the public eye, behind closed doors, they're probably just as pissed as the fans are. You have to be. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I hate it for I hate it for the, the, the players. I hate it for Votto more than anyone who's, oh, yeah. you know, been a man. Amazing his entire career, and this is this is where we are. But uh, but I I don't feel sorry for the Castellinis and the Reds went three and one hundred and fifty nine. I would actually be if, if they do that, I'm going to do some TikTok dances and, and um I'm going to be happier than I've been. Are you saying on TikTok? <laughs> I may have a TikTok account, but I don't uh, do. Posting, but uh, if it here's the thing: if they go three or one hundred fifty nine, <laughs> I will reveal myself on TikTok and, uh, and do a dance in public. One of these. Well, 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 before you reveal yourself in public, go follow Motorcycle Fail on TikTok and just enjoy that. Motorcycle Phil Fail F A I L. Yeah, he's got that accent. Fail. Fail. It's motorcycle crashes, and it is wonderful. I'm you, searching it right now. You could follow me on there, and you could be one of the people that I send funny videos to. But you have to have a dark sense of humor. Yep. Don't watch Don't watch Fail is wonderful. One. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Boat Launch Fail is wonderful. That's hours of entertainment. The only TikToks I've posted are Reds related, and they're very bad because I'm not good at it. But whatever. <laughs> Go watch them if you enjoy it. Oh boy! I posted a couple of deep thoughts by a branch on political nights. <laughs> and I'm gonna find you now on TikTok. In the garage. <laughs> but no, if you if you if you like motorcycle crashes, seriously, motorcycle fails really great. Well, yeah. log off here. I'll send you my, my cell phone number. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I ride, you know. I mean, and so, so it's fun to watch, like, what not to do. Kind of like how you don't do that. Kind of like how we're watching how not to run a baseball team. Right now. How not to manage friends. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, on that note, that'll about uh, wrap up this edition of the podcast. Uh, we'll go around the room here and have everybody give their final thoughts. And Chad, since you joined late, why don't you give us your final thoughts first? <laughs> My final thoughts are I love the Cincinnati Reds, and I love when they lose the 159 games. And, and who, you know what? It, it's, it's sports. It's not important. So let's have some fun with it. There's only one thing to have right now, and that's fun because there's nothing, there's no hope for anything else. You might as well enjoy it. Yeah. As Bob Knight used to say, I won't say the full quote, just sit back and enjoy it. You all understand why I didn't say the full quote. Uh, Branch, your final thoughts. Same as Chad, just enjoy us. I mean, it, it is what it is. <laughs> let's, just, let's go Reds and, I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I ain't got nothing for anything <laughs> at this point, you know. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts, as always, uh, shout out to the Cincy Sports Gallery. Uh, go see Kelly and buy some Reds memorabilia from when they were actually good. And uh, shout out to Ram at Uncram and... I'm. I've been a Cincinnati Reds fan since before I can remember. My first Reds game was in the mid to late '80s. Uh, Reds Astros. Eric Davis hit two home runs. Eric Davis, Barry Larkin, Joey Votto, Ken Griffey Jr. Those are. Those are you know good memories for me. Those are my favorite players. Uh, I can remember the 1990 World Series. I'm old enough to remember that. Um, I remember 1995. I remember 1999. And now we're going on 30 years of the Reds not winning a playoff series. Look what the Cincinnati Bengals did this year. Obviously, apples and oranges between baseball and football, but another team organization that had not won a playoff game in uh, close to 30 years went to the Super Bowl actually have won more games in 2022 than the Reds have so all I'm saying is it sucks right now but as Chad and uh, Branch have said find the joy in the bad the joy of sticking it to the Castellinis as they continue to suck. And we'll just see what happens after that. Got a long summer. Something's going to happen. So for Chad Dotson for joining us from the riverfront and Branch, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio.